Hello, Cyberpunks. I'm your host, Brendan Lupus Damon Sandifer, and welcome to our Cyberpunk podcast where we discuss various cyberpunk media. With me today, we have Barry. Hello. Greg. Hello. Grim, who is currently eating dinner. Hello. Or not. And Randy. Hello. Alright, so today we are discussing Bubblegum Crash, a three-part OVA sequel to Bubblegum Crisis, and we will also be discussing Bubblegum Crisis Tokyo 2040. Ah. <clears throat> I know typically you'd pair Crash up with Bubblegum Crisis, uh, or as Randy put it, uh, 2032, but we didn't, so... <clears throat> Yeah, the, the original Japanese name was Bubblegum Crisis Mega Tokyo 2032. Thank and you. over here, they cut out the Mega Tokyo 2032 and just released it as Bubblegum Crisis. All right. So starting with Crash, um, Barry, spoiler tag, if you want to put one up or okay. not, I don't care. <laughs> um, but anyway, I'm going to go ahead and begin. <clears throat> so, for Crash, it's 2034, and the Night Sabers seem to be finished. Each of its members, except uh, probably Neen, Nini, I don't know, Nene, N-E-N-E, -E. uh, yeah, Randy can correct me. It is Nene. Nene, thank you. Um have seemingly drifted off to pursue their own goals. But at the same time, parts of, an, uh, parts of a unique artificial intelligence are stolen by several villains acting under the orders of a mysterious voice. Unexpectedly, Sylvia resurfaces and prepares her teammates for battle. And as a gigantic machine drills its way into Mega Tokyo's main nuclear power plant... They meet again with an old and deadly enemy. Um, and that's as far as I got for the plot. Uh, oh, yeah, it was supposed to be basically the abridged continuation of the five episodes they never got to make for Crisis. Yeah. They only, and, at the end, could only afford to make three. Yeah, so, um, I, I, as I was about to say, it also appears that drama followed the original Crisis. So, after the split between Artmic uh, Art and Umex, Artmic proceeded to make Crash, which ran a three-OVA episode, uh, three episode series. And it's conjectured that it was shortened, uh, or it was a shortened version of how Crisis was to end. Umex promptly sued Artmic, cutting Crash short and tying the entire franchise up in legal issues for the next several years. That would be correct. It wasn't until both companies were eaten by AIC that they were able to come out with 2040. Right. And moving on to 2040. Sorry, just saw a notification. There we go. <clears throat> um, so 2040 takes place in Tokyo, where much of the manual labor is done by robots called boomers. Uh, these boomers are run by mega corporation Genom, or is it Genom? Genom. Genom. Thank you. I remember you corrected me, but I didn't remember which one it was. Uh, Lina Yamazaki 
a new office worker, observes a boomer that has, quote, gone rogue, causing destruction and attacking people. <clears throat> Although the AD police are called in to stop the rogue boomers, a renegade group called the Night Sabers, dressed in cybernetic armored hard suits, appear and save the day. Yamazaki joins the group, which consists of Pris, a rock star, uh, Cilia, a boutique store owner, and the group's leader, Nene, a computer whiz who also works within the AD police as a dispatch operator. That's incorrect. Oh, Silly really? is the leader. Nene is the youngest member of the group. Okay. So then Silly is the leader. Oh. Correct. I, I actually had that correct in my notes. I missed I misspoke. Anyway. Took a comma for a period, did you? Yes, I did. Um, over the course of the series, the Night Sabers go after rogue boomers, which frustrates the AD police officers Leon McNichol and his partner Daly Wong. Uh, Ginnam is not happy with the development. Its leader, Quincy... Rosenkreutz and uh, advisor Brian J. Mason seek to unlock more boomer technology. Meanwhile, the girls must deal with Celia's younger brother, Mackie. Leon pursues Pris with romantic intentions, but does not know of her connection to the Night Sabers. Mason uncovers and reactivates uh, Galatia. Galatia. Thank you. Galatia, a humanoid based on Cilia's DNA, who is able to control all boomers. Ginnam cuts AD police's funding, resulting in a strike. However, Galatia's um, influence causes boomers everywhere to go rogue, trapping the Night Sabers and the AD police folks inside their own building. The Night Sabers follow and defeat Galatia out at a uh, sab satellite orbiting Earth, and thus ends 2040. So I didn't get any fun facts, but I could pull some up if you'd want. Um, I've got or a fun we fact can do you don't the seem to be familiar with. Um, I'm guessing you're not familiar with the mythology of the sculptor Pygmalion, who made a statue named Galatea. No, I'm He not. made the statue, and he put all his heart and soul into crafting the statue, and it came to life. Hmm. That's also where they got the, That's also where they got one of the origins for Wonder Woman. Uh, I forget if it was a Greek or Roman myth, but uh, it was one of those. That's probably Greek, and the Romans probably stole it. <laughs> yes, yeah, they did them. steal a lot of Greek stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and pretty much most of Europe. Yeah. Um. So that sounds a lot like RoboCop. I was, I still saw the Blade Runner uh, ties myself, but um, let me go ahead and pull up some of these fun facts here. So right. I'm just going to type in Tokyo 20, and we're going to find these fun facts.
Sorry about the dead air. I'm still looking. Mm. Alright, there we go. As soon as it loads. That's fine. I meant to watch Bubblegum Crash before this, and I didn't get a chance. Alright, so due to contractual problems and the ownership of the original character designs, all of the characters have been redesigned for the new series. Uh, however, the hard suits the Night Sabers use are the same design as in the original. Mostly, there are slight differences. Uh, it's like they so took the original design and then tweaked it just just a bit. Just enough to say it's not copyright infringement, even though it's technically their own copyright. Mm. Uh, set six to seven years after the original Bubblegum Crisis, uh, this series is quite different in its continuity with the original. The first few episodes deal with uh, Lena Yamazaki searching for and joining the Night Sabers, but in the original, Lena was already an established member. Correct. It's, well, you know, in this particular series, they had 26 episodes in which to tell their story instead of 13. So they could, you know, start a bit earlier and build things up and do some character development episodes, which they couldn't do in the original. Right. Um, as for uh, continuity error, in the episode One of These Nights, uh, Leon's weight trainer glove disappears from his hand in the close-up of him showing Pris the video scan of the soldiers that are moving into Tokyo to fight the uh, Boomer Plague. That's, that's, just, that's just an art error. Yes. It's a continuity error. But people like watching those and catching them. Another um, little bit of trivia that I haven't really seen anywhere else, but I found when I was researching... Um, Bubblegum Crisis Tokyo 2040. The episode names are af either after an album or a song by a rock or punk band. Yes. So I'm going to go ahead and go down this list here for all 26 episodes, and we'll see if you guys can name um, who they're by. Oh, I'm going to be terrible with this. Uh, so Can't Buy a Thrill is episode one. Is it one? Is it an album or a song? Um, album. Album by. Good question. Memory <laughs> failed. Camp what? It is an album. It's by Steely Dan. Oh, okay. Oh, I was never a Steely Dan fan. Me neither. And they were not either a punk band or new wave either one. Yeah, well, it's a punk or rock, but... Steely Dan was a classic rock band. Right. So it still follows falls under the rock category. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, episode 2 was Fragile. Hmm. Is it an album or a song? Probably a song, but I don't know uh, what it's referencing. Trick question. It's an album by Yes and the name of a song by Sting. And it's also an album by Dead or Alive. Okay. So, uh, all over the place. Yes. Uh, Keep Me Hanging On. Is it a song or an album? 
It's a song. Bye. Yeah. It was well, several different artists have done it. Um, you had Kim Wilde do it in the '80s. You had yeah. uh, originally it was done in the '60s by a soul performer uh, whose name I cannot remember at this moment, and then it was redone again in the '90s. Uh, this is telling me it's done by the Supremes. Uh, okay. Oh, that would be the band in the '60s. Yes. Um, Machine Head. Oh, that's just Machine song. Head. That is song. a song. It is a song. Yes. By Bush. Yeah. Uh, it's also the name of a thrash metal band. Yeah, I know that. And an album by Deep Purple. Oh, didn't know so, that. So, so. So Barry gets uh, so Barry gets one bonus point for recognizing it as a band name. Yeah. Yes. Um, rough and ready. Rough and ready. Album or song? Mm, song. I'm gonna say album. It sounds like an album name. Album. It is an album by Jeff Beck. Oh, uh, okay. Not a big fan of Beck. This song, uh, this is the next episode's called Get It On. Is it a song or an album? Get It On is a song. Uh, Who's it by? No idea, but it's a song. It was covered by the Power Station. It was a song by T Rex. Who? Yeah, that's my that's my opinion. (laughs) Who? See, I hear Get It On, I think Barry White. Um, Barry, this next... just because you're named after that. <laughs> uh, look at yourself. After Barry White, I'm named of course, after my I'm listening to this and listening to all these songs and wondering how many of those songs are four chord songs. <laughs> yeah. Probably quite a few. Look at yourself. <laughs> what is it? Album or song? Uh, I'm going to venture song. Don't ask me by who. I'm just going to. I'm. Yeah, that's going I'm to be my guess. Uh, it is a song, and it's also an album. Um, it's actually on the song is on that album. Mm. It's by Uriah Heep. Oh, okay. Uh, Fireball. Hmm. Oh, it's a song. Um. Yes, it is a song, but it's not by Pitbull. It's by Deep Purple. Oh, okay. Well, I was gonna say, I don't think Pitbull was. A... I'm sure there was a Pitbull song <laughs> called Fireball, but that's not the one we're looking at. No, that's not the one we're talking about. Um, My hmm. Nation Underground. Um, is that a reference to Digital Underground? No, it's uh, either an album or a song title, Barry. Okay. Oh Hello, Sammy. Uh, My Nation Underground is an album by Julian Cope. Never heard of him. Number t- episode ten. Woke up with a monster. Is it an album or a song? That title? sounds like an a album. song and an album by Cheap Trick. Very good. Sheer Heart Attack album or song? It's a song mm. by Queen. And it is also an album by Queen. Ah. I don't remember that one. Well, now you realize after this, after this, and after the game tonight, I'm going to have to go onto one of my yes. uh, audio things and go, "Okay, what's this album? And what was uh, it, please? What song and album? album? I love Queen. 
Sheer Heart Attack. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I know Sheer Heart Attack. Uh, episode 12 was made in Japan. But was the main? I know Japan? it's. I know it's part of a lyrics from a stick song, but that wasn't the <laughs> title. No, we're not looking for lyrics. We're looking for song title or album. You didn't answer my question with this. I don't know if it was made in Japan or not. I don't have that information in front of me. <laughs> an album. It is an album. It's by Deep Purple. Oh. Uh, I'm guessing these people were fans of Deep Purple with how often the they're It seems like it. Well, it's also <laughs> the fact of what they could get by with without yes. getting sued. This yeah. is also um, around the same time that Cowboy Bebop released a movie that was originally titled Knocking on Heaven's Door. Oh. <laughs> All right, uh, let's see Until here. they had to change it. Yeah. So, Adam Hart Mother... A T O M Heart Mother. Mm. Guessing it's <laughs> uh, album by Pink Floyd. Mm. It is both an album and a song by Pink Floyd. Mm. Um, shock treatment. Hmm. Sounds like an album. Greg, what'd you say? I heard Graham. The only shock treatment I know is the movie. <laughs> there was a song called Shock Treatment, and I believe an album also by the Ramones. Oh. It was a song by the Ramones. It was from the album It's Alive. Oh, okay. That makes minute, sense. Minute by minute. Hmm. Song or album? Minute by minute. Guessing a song. Yeah, it is a song. a song. It is a song. It's also an album. Both are by the Doobie Brothers. Oh, okay. Uh, I was this never one should big be on the Doobie Brothers. This one should Maybe be easy. Easy. I immediately heard it and knew what it was. <laughs> this one should be easy for most people. Surrender. Okay, yeah. that is a song by Cheap Trick. Yeah, that is correct. Moving waves. Hmm. Uh, that sounds like a song. I'm guessing an album. I also think it's an album. All right. It is an album. It's by Focus. Mm. Uh, we built this city. Starship, <laughs> Starship, 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 Starship. Or yes. Starship, if you prefer. Yeah, yeah. That is correct. <laughs> uh, are you experienced? No, I'm not. Jimi Hendrix. Is uh, it an album Devo. or a song? It's a song, damn it. Devo. Barry, you're half correct. It is an album and oh, so a, it's song a title song of the album. by Jimi Hendrix. Okay. It's also a song by Devo. Just saying. Yeah, I don't have that on here. <laughs> this is all rock or uh, punk band. I actually bought Are You Experienced by Jimi Hendrix, the full album, on SD card like 10 years ago. Cool. Yeah. Uh, one of these nights. I know Eagles. it's a song. Body. I'm trying to remember who sang it. Uh, Eagles. Eagles. I know. Thank you. I know it's Eagles, but I actually think it's an album. It is both. It is both an it's album both. and a song. And I yes, can hear the song the in my head. I just wasn't relating who was sang it. <laughs> uh, close to the edge. 
Mm. And no, we're um, not talking about that stupid song from Happy Feet. Again, I think I know. <laughs> Again, by yes, but I don't know if it's or, a song. And we're not talking about one album. step closer. It is yes. Hey. Um, and it I'm is an album. And a song. <laughs> Physical graffiti. Mm. No idea. I'm expecting Greg to get this one. I'm guessing an. I'm album. expecting it's an album, but I could be wrong. It's an album by Led Zeppelin. Very good. Oh, okay. Hydra. Hmm. Is it an album song, or a song? I think it's a song. <laughs> All right. It is an album and a song. Okay. Mm. By Toto. Uh, okay. Oh, of course it's fucking. Of course it's Toto. I know. I know about it, it is four Toto things. So it is also a Southern rock band uh, band name. Mm. Light my fire. Um. Oh God, that's a song. Um. Um. Shoot, who sings that? Um, oh, the Doors, right? Yes, "Walking on the Moon." I gotta go back to the previous one to say I, um, I, I am ashamed. It took me that long to remember it was the Doors. On. I've been to Jim Morrison's grave. It's it's definitely a song by the Police, and it's a song. Oh, thank you, yes. the Police. It's definitely a song. I couldn't remember the band. Uh, and finally, episode 26, Still Alive and Well. Mm. Uh, song by Johnny Winter? Very close. It is an album by Johnny Winter. Mm. You sure? According to this, yes. <laughs> it is an album by Johnny Winter. Uh, I will just double check to make sure I'm not <laughs> saying something incorrect here, but it was a 1973 album. I don't. It's his fifth studio album. Yeah. If you're listening, to uh, there, with yes, it is also a song. Comment below if we got any of these wrong. It is also a song. Yep. Hey. So yes, uh, so points. Yay. All right, so that concludes the little mini-game inside today's episode. <laughs> um, that was fun. I'm sorry I was late. <laughs> I, I heard this. I'm just like, I'm going to do terrible on this. <laughs> <laughs> music trivia is not Randy Star uh, Strong suit. Yeah, we're music out. trivia is one of... I, I only got into music recently, <laughs> so yeah, I still have horrible, horrible gaps in my music knowledge. Music has been my muse since I was like five. <laughs> All right, so is Bubblegum Crisis, uh, or Bubblegum Crash and Bubblegum Crisis Tokyo 2040, are they cyberpunk or not? Oh, We're going to start yes. with Randy. <laughs> yes, they are. I mean, we, we, met, we said that Crisis was cyberpunk. Crash is just cyberpunk with crappier art and worse songs. <laughs> Because it was uh, done on a lower budget. But it's still trying to tell the same story. 2040 is Bubblegum Crisis stretched out, re rewritten to try to be a little more coherent, 
and um, updated for the 90s, so it's a bit more grunge. All but right. yes, all the elements that made it that made Bubblegum Crisis Cyberpunk are still present, including the Genom Corporation basically being the evil assholes in charge of everything, <laughs> especially in 2040. Yeah. Yes. Now um, there's, there's the wonderful scene in the first episode. Um, you're looking at a like general like um, square air, like you know a. a um, um, just like somewhere, somewhere where somebody's getting food. It's not even in the Genom Corporation. It's just some kind of some street corner. And you mm -hmm. hear this speaker that's saying, and remember as we're doing this, that all of this is brought to you by the benevolence of the Genom Corporation, <laughs> manufacturers of boomer technology. And it's like, wow. Or they're, they're like, this daily affirmation. I'm like, oh God, this is so fucking corporate Did cyberpunk. Just the idea that it's called boomer technology <laughs> <laughs> hashtag boomer tech that's like now, the meme this is the, this is a meme from the future and it's uh, something that says four years ago and you look at it and it's like is that among us <laughs> well you know the, one of the big differences between bubblegum crisis and 2040 is the boomers in in 2032 the boomers were closer to replicants in the fact that, on the surface, until they, um, uh, until they, uh, their 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 skin was ripped away, they looked identical to humans. Mm -hmm. All the boomers in 2040 look more robotic. Uh. Um, until they go rogue, and then some kind of organic matrix is added to them, and they go, whoa. It, they all it almost go into body horror levels of things. Whoa, it's, cool. It's it's like if Bubblegum Crisis was inspired by Blade Runner, twenty forty was inspired by 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 the works of Cronenberg. Gotcha. Um, moving to Sammy, is it cyberpunk? Even though you missed basically the entire plot. <laughs> Did you know you are still muted? Sammy? I'm going to go ahead and skip Sammy until Sammy gets back. Okay. Uh, we're going to go with Greg. It has all the elements of cyberpunk, the story, the plot line. Uh, the corporation being gigantic and evil, even if it does say it's benevolent. So I would have to say yes. All right. Uh, All the corporations say they're benevolent. Right. Um, like Disney. Let's go to Barry. <laughs> <laughs> yes, oh Disney God. is the perfect example of an actual modern megacorp. Yeah. Yes. Barry. Barry Yay, um, since I don't think I've seen these, or if I have, it's been long enough I don't remember, I'm going to pass aside from uh, commenting that I like body horror. It's good stuff. Okay, then. Make note to self, Clockwork Orange Barry in, with Bubblegum Crisis. <laughs> All right. Grim. Yes, it's cyberpunk. All right, I agree, it's cyberpunk. And Sammy? Did you mute yourself again? 
Yes, sorry. What did you ask? Is it Cyberpunk? I missed the entire first half of this podcast. I know. Have you seen and it? I honestly haven't had the time to look into it, oh. so I have no opinion on this one. Uh, However, from what I've heard so far, it is a complete nutshell shutcase cyberpunk, but terrible. <laughs> um, all right. So, did it really add anything to the genre other than its storyline? No. Okay, Grim says no. I actually agree with Grim because it's basically a re- a retelling of Bubblegum Crisis, which added stuff. So the stuff added in this is basically the same stuff. Mm. Right. Barry? Yeah, I'll go with that. Greg? I think they did a masterful job of stealing from both Blade Runner and Robocop. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, they they did. Um... Copyright infringement and intellectual property theft. Yeah, you can't really say copyright infringement because they don't go out of their way to call something that is something that's the same as in Blade Runner. Okay, then just but, the intellectual property theft. Yeah, I could say you could say uh, I was going yeah, to say you could say it's um, intellectual property theft. No, no, no. We can go with copyright infringement. I mean, the, one of the main characters' name to, in Public Press is Pris. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but Pris wasn't a rocker. Yeah. Roy Batty, it would have been wonderful. In 2032, <laughs> the name of her band was the Replicants, though. Yeah. Yes, and there was also a band called the Replicants, mm. as we covered uh, when we did the 2032 episode. Yep. Um. So I am also going to say no. It really didn't add anything. I mean, it. It as we stated, it's just a retelling of Bubblegum Crisis and just a shorter um, episode length. I mean, it, it added the skyhook, but that was already a concept. Yeah. Um, of a the orbital platform connected to the uh, the ground with the thread that had been done before, just not in Bubblegum Crisis. Right. So, it, um, just to recap, yes, it's cyberpunk. No, it didn't add anything. Yep. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Um. So it did. I mean, it did go. It did change the characters from thirty-two to forty a bit. Yeah. Um, as well as designs and stuff like that. Well, yeah. One of the things that your summary didn't reveal that was the dun 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 moment in twenty forty hmm. is it was revealed that Mackie, Celia's brother, actually was a boomer. Hmm. Yeah, my summary didn't have that. And that and that was that never in twenty thirty two. That was the that was the oh god moment for those of us fanboys that knew the plot from the original. <laughs> All right. Um. So it's about that time to wrap this up, I guess. Um. We'll start with Greg. Greg, where can we find you? On YouTube, on my channels, which are listed on this site, or you can find me. Well, 
it's not released yet, but I am working on a new project that should be releasing sometime in July. All right. Barry. Um, before I do my stuff, I just want to comment for those listening to this later. That's July oh. of 2021. Right. If you're listening to this uh, after July of 2021. Yeah. It's out there. Go find it. Yeah. Uh, if you want more of me, you can find me at K-H-Z-H-A-K on YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter. Um, my YouTube and Twitch, I don't make much content myself. If you look at the related channels and who I'm hosting, I'm pretty much uh, either involved with um, any of them or they're just a friend. Either way, uh, go watch that content because that is good stuff. And my uh, Twitter, I generally retweet and like stuff that is safe for work, but my pinned tweet is not safe for work. Um... I don't know. Uh, who's next? Randy. Randy, where can All we right. find you? So you can find me Wednesday nights at a, at uh, 10 p.m. Central Time on an earthly podcast where we talk about all things Doctor Who. We are currently delving into the unofficial spinoff series, K-9. Um, you can also find me streaming with uh, my friends, usually around lunchtime, but I can't give you exacts at this point as... Uh, one of our members has got a new job, and that's thrown our schedule completely out of whack. All right. So, for the rest of our, or for our, this podcast specifically, you can find us on Facegram, Facegram, Facebook, <laughs> Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch. I was reading Facebook and Instagram together. Well, at least Thankfully, you were reading. The fa- at least you were. Reading Facebook and Twitter together because then it would have been Twitbook. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. Well, Instagram, uh, Twitch, and Facebook would be the same. Um, anyway, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch by searching Gen Cyberpunk Pod. Uh, our YouTube channel is Generation Cyberpunk. If you want to hear more from our group, Check out the Thanks for Nothing podcast on the FML Productions YouTube channel. We also do various D&D campaigns on that channel and are in the process of making an anime. At some point, that will be covered on this. Um, If you want to donate, we have a coffee link in the description of the Thanks for Nothing podcast. Donations are welcome, but by no means necessary. Uh, Next week, we will cover Cowboy Bebop. Going from one anime to another. Yeah. Going to probably Ooh. the biggest cyberpunk anime. And that one I've um, seen almost all of. I I have, I believe, eight episodes to watch between now and then. Uh, I have seen that one, so many times. My favorite episode, <laughs> just uh, to comment on it, is episode six. Gotcha. And I, I might take a moment next time. Then to talk about the whole knocking on heaven's door fiasco. <laughs> Sounds good. Also, and... as a uh, humorous final note, one of our uh, friends that we stream with sometimes thinks that, that it would be funny, and I think it's My a funny cat. sounding name, that if YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook ever combined into one thing, they could be called <laughs> You Twitch Face. All right. <laughs> and with that, um,. We will be saying sayonara for now. And, and uh, we will see you later, Cyberpunks. And don't be a twit face. Right.